If you sell an online course or courses, should you offer lifetime access for your students? This is a big question that a lot of people ask. And Vanessa Lau has an amazing video on the subject. She just talked about recently how she no longer offers lifetime access for her products. And uh, in watching that video, I thought I need to respond to Vanessa because although she did a phenomenal job and it's a great video and I'll link to it in the description below, I totally disagree. I do offer lifetime access to my courses and I highly recommend it. And I thought it would be a great thing to pick apart and debate and show you the pros and the cons in today's episode. So if you sell online courses or ever plan to, this is a question you need to decide on and answer. I think you're gonna benefit from this discussion. Let's jump in. Welcome to episode 122 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran, pumped to hang out with you today. We're gonna have a great discussion about your online course or courses and how to get better results for your students, how to grow your business and make more sales. All of this is important, so the lifetime access question is critical. Now, on the topic of online courses, what I don't want you to do is to launch a bunch of online courses, just keep throwing spaghetti on the wall and just seeing what sticks, and then end up with a random catalog of a bunch of random courses, which make you a little bit of money here or there. What I want you to do is to build perennial bestsellers, to build courses that are very intentional, very well-researched and thought out, that will sell for years and years and years, that will sell and make you hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars, all in one course. You can do this in one course. And so to help you to that end, I've taken everything I know about launching online courses and I've done tens of millions of dollars with online courses over the last 10, 12 years, excuse me. I put it all together in one document for you. It's called my six-figure course checklist. The goal is make courses that do six figures and beyond and have perennial sellers. So in the checklist, it walks you through four steps to building highly profitable online courses, but not only how to do it, what not to do. Some of the biggest mistakes I've made in the last 12 years of running two online businesses and selling a bunch of courses, I outline those mistakes in this checklist so you can skip them and learn from my pain. So it's free, it's helpful. I want you to have this resource. Just download it at sixfigurecourse.com. That's the number six, sixfigurecourse.com. Or if you're watching on YouTube, I'm gonna link to it below in the description to make it easier for you to grab. Okay. Let's dive into the conversation today. So my response to Vanessa Lau's video. Now, Vanessa is a super successful online business owner. She continues to blow me away. She's like one of these young, highly accelerating, quickly escalating online business owners that has just done phenomenal eye-popping numbers in a short amount of time that makes me feel like a super, super slow, sloth, slug online business owner. It took me forever to, to really, really hit these numbers. It took me years to do a seven-figure business. Um, I was just clawing my way in the dark figuring this out. So kudos to Vanessa and this whole crop of online business owners who have just figured this stuff out 
and have built businesses quickly that have had major impact. Um, and her students seem to love what she's doing. She's got a massive YouTube channel. I think last time I checked over 470,000 plus subscribers on her channel. I'm going to link to it below in the description as well. Not just this video that I'm responding to, but her entire channel. So go check out her stuff. It's great. She really has a good grasp on social media. That's really her backbone of how she grew her business. Um, but she has just blown up and has got a phenomenal thing going. So go learn from her, show her some love. Uh, and her video that I'm responding to is her discussing in a video podcast, long form 38 minute content, by the way, which I, I'm applauding you. I'm, I'm golf clapping you, Vanessa, for doing that. Um, and she, she crushed it. It's an entire episode on how she used to offer lifetime access for her courses to her students. And she has shifted away from that and no longer offers that. What she's moved to is at least on the course that she was talking about is 12 month access. You buy her course, you get access to it for 12 months and then that's it. So what I thought I would do in this episode, because I, I do the complete opposite. Everything I offer course-wise is lifetime access. But what I thought I would do is highlight her reasons why she moved away from it. Because I think there's some really good reasons and I want you to consider these. And then I'm gonna follow up with why I do offer lifetime access and have some things that I want you to consider as well. Ultimately, you need to make the decision for yourself. So let's dive in to Vanessa's video. First reason why she doesn't like lifetime access is that having lifetime access to a course in her mind reduces urgency for your customer to get in there and therefore reduces the urgency for them to consume it and take action and ultimately reduces their ability to make results or get results. And I appreciate the thought here because she really wants her students to get results. Um, and this is kind of backed by her own personal experience, which is the second thing she follows up with is that personally for her in her growth and figuring out the online business space, she had the most success and the most growth when she took 12 month programs. So she got the most results and she says it's because there was some pressure to get in there, take action early. So she took immediate action, immense, massive action in a finite period of time and saw a lot of growth. I can't disagree with this. I think when you take tons of action, you get results. Okay. There is a massive difference between consuming a bunch of content and producing in your business. If you buy one course and watch one module of that course, but you implement what that module says over and over again, you can make more money in your business than someone who owns everybody's course and has watched every module, but has never taken an ounce of action. It's action on what you learn that makes the difference, which gives us all hope because you may not be the most educated. You may not have the most money to buy everybody's course. It doesn't matter. You can decide how much action or output you make on what you know, right? I know a little and I use it a lot. I'd rather that formula than know a lot and use it a little. It's the use of it. It's the doing of it that leads to life change. So she's anecdotally saying she's gotten the most growth out of being forced to take action sooner because of a 12-month program. And so she has seen that play out for her students as well. So I have a lot of respect for that. I think there's something really, really good about getting people to be urgent to take action with your courses. She also said she had a frustration with lifetime access that when she offered lifetime access for her course or courses, her students assumed that they got access for free to anything else she ever launched. And she mentioned like coaching calls, many courses, it might've been it. She might've mentioned a couple other things. Now I don't understand this because I don't see how lifetime access for one course would lead a student to 
feel entitled to anything else you offer. Now, there's always students of yours that are going to feel entitled to everything. That's just, you can't help that. That's going to be a small percentage of, of people. But my guess, and again, I don't know how Vanessa's positioned her course or courses in the past, but my guess is what she's experiencing is like bad positioning or it's unclear or what she's launching is almost identical to what's in the course. So if she has a course on Instagram and her main course, I think is all about Instagram. If she has a course on Instagram and then she does a mini course on Instagram, I could see how her Instagram course members could feel like if they got lifetime access, like, is that part of the course? Should I get that as well? I think that's just more of a positioning issue and not a, a negative of having lifetime access. But I don't, again, I don't know what the specifics of this were, but she just mentioned that in passing. She also threw in there her own personal bitterness and resentment of when she did a massive update to her course, like not just a couple of videos, but a huge complete overhaul of the course that her customers who already bought it got the update for free. She just said, hey, I'm being real with you guys. That, that really, she felt resentment there. And hey, I, I get it. It's a lot of work to rebuild a course from the ground up. So she feels like it's unfair that her students got that complete overhaul of the course for free. Okay, moving on with her reasons. Uh, she said her customers had lower completion rates when she had lifetime access than they do now. And she has, or had, excuse me, fewer testimonials um, for her courses than she does now, now that she has 12-month access. So in her experience, getting rid of lifetime access increased course completion rate and increased, excuse me, increased course completion rate and increased testimonials. Now, if that's true, that's phenomenal because course completion rates, they're a leading indicator to testimonials usually. And testimonials are usually a lagging indicator from people completing the course and therefore taking action. So all of us as course creators want our students to watch everything, partly because we're prideful and we worked hard on our course and we know the material is good and we want them to consume it. But also we know the material will actually help them. If you've built a good online course, and I believe you would and you should, then you know it's the best thing for your students. So I get it. You want them to complete that course. They're going to get the best results for it. And that's going to give you testimonials. So I don't disagree with this. And if she's finding that removing lifetime access increases those things, that is a, a, a pro for sure. Can't argue with that. And her final and biggest reason um, that I got, I watched the whole thing. Her final and biggest reason is that, that she used to offer lifetime access. The reason she did it was because that's what she saw her coaches and mentors doing. She just copied them her, to her own admission. And she, she you know, wishes she hadn't done that. She, she, she did it because that's what she saw them do, but she said now having thought about it and having run this course for a couple of years, her decision, the decision she came to was, I think it's best to remove lifetime access and have limited access to my courses. And she's proud of herself for making that decision. And she didn't like the fact that she was just basically copying what her coaches did. She's like, I didn't decide to do lifetime access. It just says that's what they did. And I'm going to come back to this in a second because I 100% agree with her on this, that it's not the best decision-making to just do what someone else is doing. Um, so kudos to her for saying, hey, I've thought about it. I've had experience in this. She's made a lot of money. She's had a lot of experience. And she said, I've come to the conclusion that limited access to my programs is the best thing for me and my students. And to that, I applaud her. So again, go watch her entire video. I'm linking to it below. Show her some love, subscribe to the channel. Um, and, and hear her in her own words why she's doing it. 
Let's flip over though. I, I think why I don't do it, there's a couple of reasons. And I want to I want to talk on those reasons because I think limited access isn't a good move and lifetime access is the better move. But I, I want you to understand why I've come to this conclusion. So quick context. Again, I have two businesses, the Recording Revolution, this personal Graham Cochran brand. I've been running online businesses for 12 years uh, and I've sold dozens of online courses, done tens of millions of dollars online. Um, I'm not just making stuff up based off an opinion. This is my experience and my opinion is formulated out of that experience. It's not a correct opinion. It's just that an opinion. Uh, but here's how I have arrived at my decision to offer lifetime access. Number one, it's what I would want as a customer. If you sold me an online course, I would want it to be lifetime access. Just being real with you. To me, if you sold me a course that I paid hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars for, and in 12 months, I no longer can watch it, I'm just, doesn't give me a good vibe. I don't want to buy it. I, like, I'm going to like pause. Like, I don't know. I don't know about this. Like, cause I'm gonna have to really think about it. Am I going to have time to watch the whole thing? I mean, a year should be plenty of time. Yes. To watch it, but that's not really the issue. Like I'm buying it. I don't want to rent your course. I want to buy your course. So as a if I'm putting myself in my customer's shoes, that's what I would want. I don't want to rent an online course for $1,000 or $500 or $100 or even $50. I don't want to rent the course for $50. And that's effectively what you're doing when you give people limited access. I would want lifetime access. One reason why, and this is the second reason, is because I like to interact with my education, the stuff that I've purchased multiple times over years, okay? I'm not a once and done kind of guy. I am a lifelong learner, but that doesn't mean I keep buying new things to learn. I go back and reference things that I've already taken for deeper insights. Why? Well, for one, I don't learn everything in one shot. I have, I have to like let things marinate for a while. Two, I evolve over time. What didn't make sense to me or was irrelevant to me 12 months ago might be very relevant to me now. Have you ever bought a book and read it? And you know, when you read a book, A, most people don't read a whole book. They read one to two chapters, the studies tell us, which is pathetic. But if you've ever read a full book, a nonfiction book, you realistically are gonna forget easily 90% of what you read. Which is, that's normal. You're not weird if that's true. If you remember everything, please teach me your secret. But you're gonna forget 90% of it in that first sitting, but you're gonna remember some of it. It's gonna really impact you. There's gonna be one chapter or one thought or one quote or, or one tactic or idea that really was like, man, I'm so glad I bought this book for this thing alone, right? Very typical, very common. Have you ever walked into your room or your office and looked at a bookshelf and seen a spine of a book and said, oh man, I want to go back. There's a chapter in the book that I, I really have a question about. I forget exactly what she said. I want to reference it again. Have you ever picked a book off the shelf, flipped back to a chapter, looked at some of the things you maybe underlined, and then reread a section or an entire chapter of a book, or even reread an entire book and gained newer insights out of it a year or two or three later? Yeah. There are books that I reread every year. The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, the Go-Giver by Bob Berg. These are books that I reread 
every year. Why? To be refreshed, to be reminded. Sometimes things jump out of the page and hit me in a different way because I'm in a different season of my business or life than I was three, four, 10 years ago. The same is true with your online courses. When I take an online course, I consume everything I possibly can and I'm an action taker, so I take as much action as I possibly can. But I always like the ability to go back, log in, check out that one module. What did he say there? How did he position that? I know he said something good and revisit it now that it's more relevant to me than it was when I bought the course. It's future-proofing my education. I feel good buying it and knowing I've got it. My students, again, and I have easily 30,000 paying students. I I stopped counting after that. But over the last 12 years, 30,000 plus paying students have bought my courses. This is anecdotal, of course, but anecdotally, my students, I see them in the comments of my courses in Kajabi. I'm in there every week. I see students coming back two, three, seven years later and saying, hey, I bought this in 2013. I'm diving into it again. I'm back for a refresher or I'm back for this one module. It was so good to be like reminded of this or I didn't understand this concept five years ago when I was a newbie, but I get it now and now I'm dealing with a specific issue. And so I'm coming back to watch this one module to get sharp on this one issue. Thank you so much. I'm just, I love it. I love that I can come back to this course. That's something I hear my students say. And that makes sense to me as a user. That's how I want to interact with my education, Right? I think it also makes sense in this day and age, like limited access to a training or a course is like an antiquated model, right? That, that, that model existed only because that was the only way to interact with a course. You had to go to school. You had to sit in front of a human and they had to teach it to you, right? You had to go listen to a lecture and take notes. And those notes, that was the recording your notes. So you better have been paying attention. You better have taken good notes, but you never had the exact thing that professor or that, you know, positive thinker or motivational speaker or coach or consultant or counselor said, it was just you in the room. And I get it. There's something beautiful about that. Don't get me wrong. I don't want everything in this world to be recorded. It's kind of creepy, but I'm talking about education that you paid for. That's an antiquated model. That was the model because that was the only way you could do it. Doesn't it not make sense that an era where everything can be recorded, in fact, where the entire online course is a recording, it's not live, it's not in person, it is a recording, why would you not take advantage of the ability that it can live on forever and people have access to it forever? Why? Why would you take that away? That seems like antiquated. It seems like going back seems prehistoric. Think about, you know, Earl Nightingale and and Tony Robbins and any of these guys, motivational speakers, you know, even before Earl Nightingale, but you've got uh, you got Napoleon Hill, you got people in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s recording audio recordings, motiva- like tapes, like sets of tapes. Do you even know what a tape is? Do we remember what tapes? I hope you remember what a tape is. Like audio tapes, records that you put in and you would listen to them. It'd be like 22 cassettes or 10 records and you'd listen to them over and over again. Can you imagine buying a Tony Robbins course or buying an Earl Nightingale's program um, and only getting to listen to it for 12 months and then it's gone? You paid for it and you only get 12 months to listen to it under the idea that you're gonna take massive action on it. Well, yeah, you, you might 
but you can take more action on it if you can always review it and come back to it the next year and the next year and the next year. Like that's just crazy. So to me, it just doesn't make any sense. And from a user's perspective, it seems like a real negative to your course that I'm basically renting, which leads me to my third point, which is if you take away lifetime access, which I think should be a given, I don't think that's a feature. One of the things Vanessa talks about in her video is that people use lifetime access as a feature, a benefit to try to sell the program, to try to get people to like, oh, well, I get I get access forever. That's great. It's lifetime. It's great. Yeah, but that's that's not how I'm using it. To me, that just should be like a given. I don't, I don't use it that much as like the biggest like selling point or even a huge selling point. I just mentioned that like, hey, when you buy this, this is yours forever. So you can come back and review this material forever, but that's because it's the right thing to do. And that's because that's what you, you would want as a user. But think about this. If you take that away and say, we're no longer gonna do that. And I think that's like a fundamental right of the student who's buying it to be able to reference it whenever. But if you take it away, you've in effect turned it into a rental product, which in effect makes it a subscription product. Now, I don't think most people will subscribe to it, meaning if I bought your course and you only gave me 12 months access, I would imagine that at the end of the 12 months, that's it, I'm not gonna pay for another 12 months. Now, one of the things Vanessa says is they have automation set up in their email funnel for when people get close to the end of their 12 months, they get an email saying, hey, you're nearing the end of your, your program. Um, you only have a few more weeks or whatever to take advantage of it, make sure you get in there. If, however, you need a little bit extra time to review the material, you can extend your, your rental, she won't use that language, but rental of the program for a small fee. So in essence, she's turning it into a subscription product. And I'm sure people take her up on that, but I'm sure most people don't because I'm sure 12 months is enough and I'm sure they don't want to pay for it again. They already paid for it once. But if they did, in essence, you've just turned your course into a subscription product, which is fine, but only if it fits in context with your entire product suite. Again, this is something we need to think about. We can't just make the decision between lifetime access or not lifetime access for our courses in a vacuum as a compartmentalized decision because nothing is truly compartmentalized. Your decisions of your products, your pricing, your you know, the access model, all of that should be made in context of your larger product suite, meaning what else do you sell? Do you have other subscription products that they have to pay a fee every month or year to have access to? Then do you really wanna turn your course into that as well? If you do, and that's your decision, if you do, it's gonna blur the lines between products. What's the difference between a course I have to pay for to always have access to and then the membership side I have that you always have to pay access to? There's, there's not much difference now. Maybe just the subject matter, maybe what features you get, but if, if I'm offering some access inside of my membership because people pay every month to be a part of it that I'm not act offering inside of my course, but they have to pay every year to be a part of it. The people in the course seem like, why don't you do live coaching for your course? Or why don't you have a community for the course as well? I have to keep paying to be a part of it anyway. What's the difference between this and your membership? It gets a little confusing. This is something that's outside of this discussion, but relevant and something we should talk about as well in more depth is your product suite should make sense. You should have an offer ladder that makes sense for your students. There should be clear distinction between what you offer. If you have a bunch of courses that you've launched or a bunch of products that you offer and you didn't think them through, people are not gonna know what to buy. What's the difference between this course and this course? This sounds like this. It sounds like you're, they're both on Instagram or they're both on online courses or the, whatever. People will get confused. Why do I have to pay for this every year 
but it's just a course, but th this I have to pay for every month, but then I get coaching. You want clarity. You want clarity. So I'm not a saying just because you take away lifetime access that it's not clear. I'm just saying it starts to blur the lines and it's harder to have a distinction. When you have lifetime access for your courses, it makes a clear distinction between your courses and your coaching or membership sites or subscription products. And I think that benefits the customer and it benefits you. It makes it so much easier for you to offer access to you in a live environment or a special way for your membership because they're paying every month for it as opposed to the course where, hey, you bought it, you've got it. Um, I might jump in and answer questions inside the comments area in Kajabi if I've, if I've said I wanted to do that and that's your choice to do that or not. Um, but we're, we're done here in a way. Like it was an even exchange. And some people just want that. They don't want to continually pay you. They may be new to you. They may have just engaged with your content and now they're taking the next step. They, they downloaded a lead magnet. They're on your list. They got introduced to some of your offers, your paid offers that way. And you know what? They might be willing to spend $197 or $497 or $2,000 for a course but that's like a one time, I know I have the money, I can buy it, I'm not committing to anything in the future, let's buy this course from Graham, let's see how good the quality is, let's see if I get results from it, and then I can decide if I wanna continue working with him in a more regular fashion in his six-figure coaching community, let's say that's a month-to-month -month subscription or his epic mastermind or one-on-one -on -one coaching or whatever it would be. There's something beautiful about that exchange of they can buy it and it's theirs. You know, like it's, I would not want to go to the store and buy a Blu-ray of my favorite movie, which would probably be Inception or Interstellar or The Prestige or any other Christopher Nolan film because he's a brilliant genius. I would not want to buy a Blu-ray of that movie and then have 12 months to watch it because I could certainly watch it in 12 months a lot, but then I don't want that Blu-ray to just poof, disappear in 12 months. And like when I want to watch it again in 12 months, it, oh, I got to buy it again? Well, then I'm just, it's just a rental. I didn't really buy it. I just, I'm renting. I'm going to Blockbuster video and renting it and not returning it. I'm not being kind. I'm not rewinding. I'm just, you know, holding on to it because I don't want them to take it back, right? I don't, that, I don't want that for my customers when they buy a course. I want them to own it. And look, they paid me. I get to keep their money. They should keep the course because that's the nature of that product. Now, again, if you don't want to sell courses, if you want to sell a membership, sell a membership. That's totally fine. They have to pay you every month to have access to that. I have memberships. It's a great complement to your courses. It's a great part of your business model. I recommend you have at least one. But it should be distinct, in my opinion, from an online course. Final reason why I offer lifetime access, and this one's probably the biggest one, but the hardest to quantify, is that it creates brand loyalty. Why? because it displays generosity. I think it displays, I think that's that's saying too much about it. I think it just displays baseline what you should expect when you buy a, a, a course. But I think my customers have a better experience with my brand because they know what they're buying is not going away. And they know, to Vanessa's point, that if I do a major update to a course, they get that for free. That's part of what they're paying for. And I've done that multiple times. I don't resent the fact that I'm filming a bunch of new content that's only making the course better and then I'm just updating the product in their back end and the people that already bought it three years ago get it. I, I don't resent that. 
Why? Because I don't have a scarcity mindset about my business. I have an abundance mindset, which is give more value than you take in payment. This is the go-giver. This is Bob Berg and John David Mann, right? This is this is the Christian ethic, which, is, which informs a lot of what I do. I'm not saying that Vanessa or you or anybody that takes away lifetime access isn't being generous or is inherently being evil. I'm just saying to me, wouldn't it make sense to build something great? And if it needs to be improved, that's on me. That means there was either a weakness in the course to begin with, or the nature of the material is that things go out of date and you need to update them or both. Or just as someone who creates something, wants to inherently make it better, you already bought it. Why should you have to buy it again, the better version, right? If you bought it two years ago and it was good, and then your access is gone, and then someone else buys it today for the same price, but they get the better version, it's a little unfair to you. You were an early adopter. You bought it first, and you only got 12 months of access to the original version, but now someone who buys it for the same price two years later gets the better version? I think it should be the opposite. I think the early adopters should be rewarded. You buy it, maybe at a better price, maybe the price goes up. You already bought it. So if the price goes up, good for you. You took, you took a risk on me early on and I want to reward you for that. Oh, I update it and make it three times as good? Good for you. You already bought it. You should get it for free. This is how I think about it. This is generosity displayed in the online course world. And so to me, I believe that creates brand loyalty and I just believe it's the right thing to do. It's what I would want done to me. So going back to Vanessa's video, I have so much respect for Vanessa and what she's built. You cannot argue with the success she's, she's having. Um, she is super smart. I love how she's thinking about getting her students to take massive action to get them results and get her testimonials and social proof. I can't argue with that. I think that's 100% right. I do think there are other ways to get your students to take action and get testimonials without taking away access to the course. Uh, we don't have time to talk about that in today's episode. Um, some of that I cover in the six-figure course checklist that I'm giving you in this episode. But the point is you don't need to take away access in order to get that. I do think she's right that you need to make a decision on what's best for your business. So that's how I wanna land this plane is as you're making the decision for either what you currently offer, what you hope to offer when you launch, here's what I want you to think about. Don't think about what makes sense in the short term. Don't think about which decision will make you the most money or get you the most results for your students or the most testimonials in the short term. Think about your entire business over the next decade. Make the decision related to lifetime access or not based on what makes the most sense for you over the next 10 plus years. Make the decision based off of what's going to help you and your product line sell more long-term, not sell more short-term, sell more long-term. What's going to help you and your students get the most results long-term, not just short-term, but long-term. What is going to give you the most benefit as a brand experience for your, your users over the long-term, not just the short-term? I can't answer that for you. I've obviously landed where I land. Vanessa's landed where she lands you get to make that decision. You're a big boy, big girl. Put on your CEO, big boy, big girl pants and make that decision, but make it in the context of a long view. I don't know what's gonna happen in the next 10 years. I know you don't either, but that's not what we're talking about. 
The details we don't know, but if you were to stay in business for the next 10 years, and I hope you're building a business that you stay in for the long term. That's the whole point of this business model is one that allows you to work less and live more so that you can sustain it and serve people for decades. If you're going to do that, in light of that, what decision would you make with relates to your courses? Getting results for students? Yeah, that's a win. Getting testimonials for you and, and sales for you? Yeah, that's a win. What's the best decision for you and your brand when it comes to longevity? So think about that. And hey, as we wrap up, I want you to leave a comment below and let me know. If you have online courses, do you offer lifetime access or not? Yes or no? And why or why not? Totally cool either way. Again, I have so much respect for Vanessa and what she's built. And I loved her video. I think it's a great expose on what she used to do, what she does now, and why. And I appreciated how intentional it was. And I think that's the biggest win is that she's getting intentional about what she wants to do, not just copying what her coaches or mentors do. Don't just copy what I do or say. Like, learn from me. Run it through the filter of your own values, your own business, your own skills, your own goals, your own students and customers who are different than mine. Make your own decisions but be intentional about it, which I love about that. Don't copy blindly what you see people do. We talk about this a lot, but small rant here. If you copy people, you don't know if what they're doing is gonna work for your people and for your business and for your personality. Heck, you don't even know if it's working for them. You ever thought about that? You see people doing something, certain type of sales copy, certain type of pricing, certain type of product, certain type of Instagram strategy, do you even know if it's working? You don't know if their business is benefiting from it. So a lot of people are just doing stuff and we're copying it because we see it and it's failing for them. So it's gonna fail for us too. So don't copy what you see. There's so much more in the back end that's going on that has led to a public display of a decision. So learn, process, and don't be afraid to make your own decisions based off of what makes sense to you. You can always change your mind. Vanessa did. I have a lot of respect for that. So. Leave me a comment. Let me know which way you decide, which way you land if you're watching on YouTube. Either way, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or watching here, don't forget to grab my six-figure course checklist. It's free. It's helpful. It'll help you make so much more money on your next or first online course. Just go to sixfigurecourse.com. That's the number six, figurecourse.com. Or if you're watching on YouTube, you can just click the link below and download it. All right, my friend. That's it. Hope you enjoyed this. Vanessa, if you're watching, I hope you enjoyed this. And uh, let's jump on a, a, a live. Let's talk about it. I'd love to dive in. And if you're watching this, go check out Vanessa's stuff. Watch her video. I'm linking to it below. Check out her channel as well, Vanessa Lau, L-A-U, on YouTube. She's crushing it. She's got some really, really helpful stuff. And she knows what she's talking about. Until then, my friend, have a great day. Stay healthy, stay safe, and I'll see you on another episode. We'll see you.